What's up, everybody? Welcome to Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Before I get started, I got a special shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to my homie AWOL up in New York. It's uh, her birthday today, so shout-out to AWOL. Happy birthday. Can you say happy birthday to AWOL, please? I don't know her. Doesn't matter. Say happy birthday. No. Say happy You're birthday. Boss. You're not the boss you of me. scumbag piece of shit. Say happy no. birthday. No. You know what? You're a fucking loser. That's why. Anyway, happy birthday, AWOL. Hope you're having fun. And, uh, Isn't that the goddess from Oh Andor? my gosh, no, shut the fuck up. You, you get, no, get out of here. You don't even fucking part of this conversation anymore. You're done. Why don't you check out Chocaloha.com. Get the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio up in your promo code section in the cart. And guess what? You're going to get 20% off. Chocaloha has been a big supporter of the podcast, and we support them all the way. Homegrown brand straight out of Hawaii. And uh, I think now they're they're up in uh, Washington, Washington now. Washington State, Seattle. I think they went from one humid uh, state to another. Smart move. At least you're not cold. In, well, not what? Well, now you're cold, not hot. So, oh well. You know, either way, check out Choke Aloha. Always roll with Choke Aloha. Spread the Aloha. Throw in a couple of chokes. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio. You'll get twenty percent off. Then check out our homies over at JujitsuSoapCo.com. Get 10% off your entire order of whatever soaps, whatever other stuff you decide to get, whether it's a hat, badges, whatever. Use the promo code JJ Radio. You'll get 10% off the entire thing, whether it's something that's on, new or on sale. They had a, a new bar of soap the other day, like a unicorn, they called it. Today, they think they had a, uh, a peach and chamomile one. I'm telling you, if you're not using jujitsu soap, you're missing out. Because it smells so good. It makes you feel so sexy. Guaranteed. Even if you're ugly like Sean. I guarantee you you'll at least feel sexy. You might not look sexy. But you'll feel sexy. Guaranteed. JujitsuSoapCo.com. Promo code JJRadio. And then check out our homies over at GiraffeChoke.com. Use the promo code JJRadio. Get 25% off your orders of 99 or more. You might as well just go and stock up now. Get yourself a heel hook hat, even though you probably can't do heel hooks for shit. There's a Superman punch hat, which I love, but you probably can't do Superman punches. But people don't need to know that. You can still rock the hat. People think that you can. And you just tell them you can, even if you're a white belt. Just tell them you heel hook bitches for, for breakfast. I heel hook white belts. You would. You would. I wrist lock them, too. GiraffeChoke.com is the website. The promo code is JJ Radio. Check them out. Tell them we sent you. Tell them Daddy loves you. Then when you come down here, because it's the summertime, weather's perfect. I know about the rest of the country. I know that. Oh, today was a beautiful day. Yeah, today was fucking perfect outside. Uh, if you're out in like Oklahoma and stuff, it sucks because you're ducking tornadoes. We're not. We don't even have a, a hurricane yet. When's hurricane yeah, we season? Do. There was one out there. Out there. Andrea. Andrea. You don't even know. I don't know. How you write and you can't even like read a name. Well, it's pronounced different ways depending on. Who Either you are. way, it was out there, not here. And at least you can tell when they're coming. And there's no hurricane coming anytime soon right now. So it's a perfect time for you to come down here. Come to Nomad Surf Shop with us. If not, you can always check out nomadsurf1968.com, a staple in the South Florida surfing community. Kind of pretty worldwide famous, really. If you're into surfing and you haven't heard about nomad i don't know what to tell you yeah no they are they're that's a staple in the uh surfing community worldwide and you can always come and check it out with us 
and you'll get 10% off if you tell them we sent you if you're shopping at the store. But if you're online, you ain't getting nothing. You got to pay full price, homie. So see, that 10%, that's what you spend on the flight. Flights plus, to Florida are cheap right now. Plus, you can be the t- typical BJJ, basic BJJ homeboy. Home can can you say it one more time without studying? What are you trying to say? Well, you can be the basic BJJ homeboy or homegirl and okay. get acai there True. after after training because that's what we basic... You know, it's where you're the basic one. I don't know why you're putting me. Basic, basic bitches get pumpkin, pumpkin spice. Basic BJJ. You're bitches. stuttering so much right now. It's I'm throwing not me off. Stuttering. Up. You're just high. No, definitely not. And you, basic bitches. Porky pig motherfucker over here. Anyway, nomadsurf1968.com. Check out the website. If not, come down here. We'll take you to the shop. We'll get you some acai. We'll get you a discount because we love you. Because we're basic. Don't forget to check out the Instagram, Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you think we deserve it, go ahead and subscribe to the iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to the podcast. And uh, share with your friends. Help uh, help some brothers out to get the, the game on lock. You know what I mean? And don't forget to follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ on Instagram. And that's about it. And, uh, well, I do have a Twitter it. that's at- attached to the Instagram, but, but you don't even use it. I don't know. Yeah, how to just use just it. follow Sean on uh, on Instagram. Yeah, you can always check me out on Instagram too at Sonder Marketing. Since uh, so many people think that they're gonna try and find shit to talk shit to me about, you can come find me. I don't give a fuck. Come look for me. Come find me. Anyway, let's get this party started. You can't Niba. <laughs> Deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Look, all right, I'm looking it up right now. Ball with, ball the, with ball. the ball. All right, listen. Uh, Midnight Glancers, the Topless Dancers, Methadone Clinics. Uh, Get in the pit and try to love someone. No, man. It was the yes. original was try to kill someone. No, you're crazy. You're smoking I'm crack telling you, the original. You're they t- changed the lyrics. No, Suppressing the word kill with love. It's on Wikipedia, you dumb fuck. I fucking loved Kid Rock when it first came out, man. Look, released in 1998 to this fourth studio album, Devil Without a Cause, Ball with the Ball, helped push the success of the album. Blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit. Uh, see, background, Sugar Hill King. All right, in the demo recording of the song, Kid Rock oh, shouts. Oh, the demo recording. Oh, now get The a, demo recording. Yeah, the original song, you no, dumb that's, fuck. No, you You're said so the original stuff. release. You said the original release. Gummy, that's the original. No you, no, you said the original release. All right, when you release a demo, that's the original release, release of the song. Demo. What are you fucking... You okay, yeah, please, go ahead, Sean. Tell me about the music you don't industry. Release, you don't release please, a demo. Go ahead. Tell you me... You put a demo to, out. Oh, so so you're putting it out and releasing it is not the same thing. To other music companies. So putting so a demo out you. is not the same as releasing. No. Okay, please, go ahead and educate me no, on the music industry. You fuck. it was even recorded. No, you're stupid. You Just are, go ahead and admit you that you're wrong. Go no, ahead. No, why would I admit that I'm wrong? Because you said it was released. You're so dumb. You said it was the original version of the release. Okay, listen to what you just said. Listen to what you just said. You said originally released. What did you just say? When the, the demo was originally put out. Right. 
So they, put out is not released. No, because he didn't. Stop, it, it, wasn't, it didn't we're go not, to the masses even, when even. it got to Florida. What when, are you when, talking about? When 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 Kid Rock when when that album stop. made it. I'm not big. even gonna talk with yeah, you because you're a you fucking can't. idiot. No, because you're you an idiot. No, you Sean. can't argue it. No, Sean, you you're fucking it. wrong. You no, know it. oh my gosh, you're so fucking you stupid. Know it. I'm actually honestly now I'm pissed off. I'm not even gonna have the podcast. You're just dumb. You know I'm not. I'm not even gonna have the podcast. You know. No, you're so stupid. You know it. No, no, stop. You're an idiot. You know it. You know it. It. Yeah, that you're a fucking idiot. I know that. No. Yeah. So when when, anyway, when, when Devil Without a Cause was released, the demo was originally worldwide released. released when everybody got to hear the, the demo was released worldwide. The first version, which that is the everybody demo. got to hear, is the demo. The first version oh, that everybody so got to no, hear. You're dumb. You're so was get in the pit and try to love someone. No, you're an idiot. You're such an and idiot. It wasn't try to get in the pit and try to kill someone. No, you're so stupid. I hope you realize how big of a fucking dumb fuck you sound. No, nope, not at Please, all. Please oh yeah, go ahead. Keep on telling me. Cause keep on telling me whatever you think is right. Cause you're I an already idiot. did. I don't. Why should I no, have to keep going? No, because you're an idiot. You're just I don't need idiot. to keep going. I know because you're an idiot. Myself correct. No, whatever. You you do realize that after this comes out, everyone always comes up to me. Sean is an idiot. He's wrong. No, you understand? Every, everybody this comes up to me and says, "What is wrong no, with Alex?" Nobody. Nobody. No, that's goes, not no, true. No, that's not true. Okay. Anyway, you're an idiot. You're um, a dummy. So we got a bunch of stuff to go over before we get into other shit talking. Uh, you didn't watch Polaris. I know you didn't. I watch did watch Polaris. Polaris. So we got to go over. I think I lost every single one except for Greg Jones. Uh, no, I think. So I was right about Nikki. So yeah. all right, how about we actually get I the just, results? I, that one I remember. If, if if I remember correctly, I just took Uriah to to take him to take him. So we. I'm had pretty a, sure. All right, let me see, because uh, I had it up here quick. Uh, where are the official Polaris? Results? By the way, the Ash Williams, uh, Ethan. Uh, can't remember his last name. That match was. I gotta get the AFC incredible, incredible match. It was nonstop leg attacks and leg defenses. There's a lot of decisions. Okay, so let's go backwards. So for Polaris 10, which was this past weekend, if you missed it, um, there was a couple of issues with uh, Fight Pass. A bunch of people were having issues where like it randomly cut out at one point. Well, it, well, I watched the replay. Cheers. Cheers. I watched um, the replay, so there were, and what was doing was at certain spots, it was like speeding up real quick. Yeah, it was the, the feed trying to catch back up. So, like, whenever you get, because everything is on delay now, like, they usually get a dump button. You have it on, no, you don't have it for, for No, 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 we don't, we don't record. We but don't. you've seen it. You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah, I know, I know So, for people that don't know, even when you're watching something live on TV, I think except for the... The, like the New Year's Eve ball drop, there's always about a 30 second delay uh, on the feed, and that's not so much for the technology aspect of things. It's really because people say stupid things on screen. People on say live. like they curse by accident or something. So when that happens, they'll hit a dump button, and what it does is it actually dumps back the last five, ten seconds, sometimes three seconds or whatever happened. So you won't hear it. It'll just look like a jump cut. But the problem with that is once you hit that dump button, the feed has to like create that 10, 30, whatever second back up. So you'll see a lag. Or you see like what you saw where all of a sudden everything jumps back up again. But that might be more of the lag in the feed. Well, it wasn't like it jumped. It was just it just sped up. It yeah, went, that's it, a lag was, in the feed yeah. and it was just catching up. Uh, all right, so let's go backwards. So we have 
the first match was Nick Rodriguez versus uh, Ash Amos. You went for Ash. I went for Nick. Which so. I, I that had I thought about who Nick uh, Rodriguez was. <laughs> what do you mean? Because <laughs> I know who he was. Because 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 I just know, we couldn't think of we the couldn't think of face with the name the face with the name. But he's the dude that took third in the in the ADCC after only training six months. Yeah. Um. Kid's a beast, dude. An so he, absolute beast. He won by rear naked Just, choke. I think we said that too. Like, didn't we call it like it was going to be a long one? Or is that no? Uh, I think we I said that for um, for Uriah. For Uriah. All right. So there's one point for me, and then it was Richie Martinez against Miha Perhavek, and we tied on that yeah, one. Richie. We both went for Richie. Um, Cal Uno against Lee Remedios. You went with Lee. I went with Cal. The winner was Cal Uno. So that's three for me, one for Ka- you. Uh, what was funny was is Erica, my student, texted me mm. uh, after that match. Yeah, and she's like, "Kaulno just won with the with the uh, transition or not the transition? No, no, no. With the uh, warm the technique I had them work the other day. She goes, oh, yeah. it was so cool to see it live. Like he went from try you know look, looking for Americana to straight arm lock yeah. to, to Kimura." It's funny when people like don't. I guess when you're that new, she's not that new, but when you get more into it and you start watching stuff more, and you realize, oh, we do that. Oh, right. I do that. And yep. then when you get it, I remember it kicked in for me when it was the Ronda Rousey submission where she did that inverted armbar. I think it was like against Misha Tate or somebody. She did a weird roll and then she went with like an upside down armbar. And then the very next class, I ended up doing it to someone just because I saw it on TV. I'm like, ooh, this is where you go. I'm like, oh, shit, that does work. Um, so Cal Una defeats Lee Remedios with the key lock uh, submission, first round. And then Ash Williams against Ethan Krellenstein. Krellenstein? Yeah, that match was crazy. It was like, it went all the way. It went to unanimous decision, and the winner was Ash. Ash yep. And uh, so I won that one. That was one. A close. That was very, it could have went either way. But it but went to. It went, we, like, watching it, I think it went to Ash. Yeah. Because he's Welsh and it was taking place in England. Yeah, they they definitely play that up for players. Which is fun, which is cool. I'm fine. They with They definitely that. give it for it was, like the hometown. Was, like again, I didn't. I wasn't mad at the decision because it was really close. Really, like, I really, really love the Polaris event. I think its only hindrance right now is the fact that it's in Wales, because um, it takes a lot to get there. You have to fly into. London, and then you have to do like a super long car ride and like or a train ride to get to Wales. It's not an easy get to. So I remember working with Flex. He would always tell me like, "Bro, it's such a long way to get there from the airport." So I think they it's yeah, pretty soon they're gonna have to do it someplace it's cool. else. It's cool. It's no, a trip. it's a regional. You make yeah, a, you make it a trip. Um, all right, so that was Ash Williams. Yep. I went for Ash. You went for Ethan. So. Yeah, we, that was our pick'em. That was one of our pick'ems. Yeah. And then, so that's four for me, one for you. The next one, Craig Jones versus Mateus Lutas. We both went for Craig, and Craig won by unanimous decision. So, you know, one point each Which, for that. again, really wasn't, it wasn't an exciting match. I mean, Craig didn't really get many, like, bites on any, any heels or anything yeah. like that. It was just more of a... Uh, I think right now, at this point, people are kind of, they want to compete. To, to get ready well, for ADCC, but they don't want to 
risk anything. Well, Lutus, he employed that, that uh, what, I'm, what I'm calling the Paul Har- Harris strategy. Which is? Remember when Paul Harris was fighting Craig Jones and he just kept pushing his the face, face yeah. pushing his face, pushing his face? That was basically what he did. He tried passing a few times. I mean, yeah. and he almost jumped. He almost got a guillotine on him. Yeah. He jumped past and almost grabbed the guillotine, but. That's a hard get to come jumping in like that and going for it. Yeah. You have to really, really drill the shit out of that. Um, so we both got that one. And then finally, the headliner, Nikki Ryan against Jiraiya Faber. That one basically became an MMA fight. And yeah, can, I, was- can we just point out the Uriah Faber dad bod that he was sporting? Um, I don't. Well, I, you know, it he was, wasn't the old wasn't, jacked Uriah Faber. He was still in good shape. Yeah, but, but he definitely was sporting a couple of extra lbs there. Yeah, well, again, he wasn't. He he probably didn't fight. It wasn't at his weight. Was it at? Uh, you know, I think he just didn't have to really cut. Yeah, and, yeah. So it's like, no, he looked and look. He he attacked. He no. You know what it was? That's who almost Uriah almost jumped and got the guillotine. Yeah, no, he kept on like yeah. He was going for the guillotine. Yeah, a bunch. but he, he but he, it was it was basically Nikki it's had all, him in trouble. The same reason why Nikki couldn't really hold on to any submissions is the same reason why he didn't get caught in the guillotine. It's like Uriah was so slippery. Well, the, the, he almost got him when they there was one point where they rolled out. Yeah. Bounds, and if if uh, they weren't out of bounds, I think Nikki would have had that. Well, either way, for that one, you picked Uriah. I picked Nikki, and Nikki won by unanimous decision. So this time around, it was six points to two that I won yeah. this one. So we got to wait for the next one, which actually there's a couple of big tournaments coming up that just got announced that we're going to talk about, but. Uh, the other one that we did pickums for was the the fight to win, but that's not until July. Yeah, it's not until July. So 4th. we'll have to get into into it. So, speaking of Uriah Faber, you and I talked about this last time about him possibly coming back. Yeah, well, he said, "Did you?" I, in well, the right post, after the the and, post like uh, match at Polaris, saying he's getting the itch to come back, and then right after they offered him a fight, so he's coming back. Oh, to Polaris? No, no to, to the UFC. UFC. Who they offer him? It's a horrible fucking fight for him. It's a horrible fight for him. It's like it'll be a good fight, but it's a horrible comeback fight. Ricky Simon. I don't know Ricky. Simon. You saw you saw Ricky Simon. Ricky Simon's the one that had the the kind of weird mullet. He had the bowl cut with the mullet in the back. Oh yeah 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 he's yeah. He's fifteen and one total. Yeah, and three he's and zero in the UFC. Shit. Yeah, yeah. He's basically like the new Diego. He who did he beat? He beat somebody impressive. Uh, I want to say not um, honey yeah. Like, no, no, no. It was somebody else that I was like, wow. I'll tell you right I now. I wasn't expecting that. I forget. Was it was. Cub? Maybe. Was it Cub? I'll tell you right now. I'm pulling it up. But yeah, it's definitely not a good fight for 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 Uriah. Let me see. Uh, mixed martial arts record. It was yeah, honey yaya. Thought so. Bam. Damn. Fucking good. And then before that was Montel Jackson, and then Marab Dalishvili. Did he beat by guillotine choke? He's on. Look, man, he's on a solid tear. He's 15 and one. He lost at Titan FC 37. Was I there at that one? What did he I was lose? There, I was there at that one. Damn, I, dude, I might have photos of him. I can't believe it. I got to double check it. I might have photos of him. What did he lose to? Um, rear naked choke to uh, Anderson Dos. Yeah, I was there at that one. Yeah, dude, I was there for that one. That was a crazy fight because I think he got thrown in last minute. Anderson Dos Santos is no fucking joke. He's a bad motherfucker. Um, Speaking of which, speaking of Andersons, 
Steve's fighting this weekend. Yeah, we got to get into that too. Yeah. So he and, and he's fighting and Anderson for those yeah. why I'm saying that he's fighting well, he Anderson Gonzalez. I feel bad. So our for people that don't know our boy uh, Steve the Creepy Weasel, um, he's been trying to get a fight now for what two years almost two well, years more like a year more like a year more like a year it was two years but he was really being aggressive for the last year yeah and he was supposed to fight at Underground FC in Palm Beach and then the last minute the guy like bailed out for yep. whatever reason. Um, do you remember why? I forget. Uh, he said he was sick. Was it because he was sick? Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, yeah, he did. He got food poisoning food like right poisoning. after the weigh-in. Or something, yeah. Which it happens. It happens pretty regularly. It just sucked for Steve because he worked so hard I for it. I don't believe it, by the way. I believe it. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Because what happens is a lot of fighters right after, they're going to go for what they crave the most. And you'd be surprised how many fighters go running for sushi after cutting a ton of weight. Others go straight for pasta and steak. Um, I don't, here's the thing. They shouldn't, no fighter should do that, by the way. I, it's, you know, I think if. A smart fighter won't. That's why, that's why people like um, Mike Dolce and, and those They always guys, bring their own food. And they don't, they don't let their fighters there's go stories, crazy. And there's stories of guys going to eat and, like, um, someone spiked their food. In the hotel to order hotel food, and the hotel staff remember, has spiked you, their food. Yeah, but do you remember that one thing about the water? Who? Like they spiked somebody's water, like the other team. Yeah, I just heard. I it can't before. remember who who it was. It was like they 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 um, accused them of, of spiking their their water. I don't remember who that was. I don't know. But it was like during the way, like like they were in the hot tub. They're both in the hot tub cutting weight. Uh huh. At one event, I can't remember who it was. Not a local event, like at a UFC. No, event. no, UFC. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I've heard all t- kinds of crazy stories. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, I hear all kinds of crazy shit, and I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff of fighters going to eat. Like it blows my mind to go for sushi. Like I'm not a big fan of sushi, but I wouldn't trust almost anybody. Well, here, here's my question: Have you, have you, when you went, when you were working for Flex? Uh-huh. And he would. Did you you followed him when he did competitions? Mm-hmm. What would he eat after a competition? It's different for him because that's after competition, right? Um, before, it was really crazy. But he brought everything. He would never go out and like get something to eat. Very rare would he go out and get something to eat. And if he did, it would only be to places that he's gone to before. He would never go experimenting. Um, but he would eat constantly. I remember specifically we did one, um, we went to Canada for um, an expo that he was just going to like be meeting me and stuff, people just meet and greet stuff, and I had to order food for him, and he was super particular, I need this, 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 and this, I'm like, no problem, so I ordered this, 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 and this, and then they like, and we said, I think, I forget what we said, I think we said like no butter, no butter, like, and I yelled at the guy, I'm like, listen to me. Not a single fucking drop of butter on this food. And he came back. He, like, sniffed it, took a bite. He's like, dude, I can't eat this. Like, they fucking just drenched it with butter. So it became a whole mission of, like, I think we had to order it, like, two or three times. And, like, I'm on the phone yelling at the guy. I'm like, I'm being very specific to you. Like, do not put any of this stuff. Just give this man these three, like, different ingredients. This is all he needs to eat. And he was like, he was already like frustrated of everything was going on, so I was already pissed off too. 
So, like, they're super particular, especially guys at his level. It's yeah, but on time. I want to know what he ate after competition. Oh, dude, like, I have a photo. I actually have a photo that, that went viral. Um, and people don't even know that it's my photo. It's funny because it, it just went out into the ether. Um, and the day after the Olympia for his fifth title, was the fifth? Yeah, the fifth title. Um, they like uh, they the very next morning, mind you. Like you're up the whole night. There, it's the same thing as after fight. You you win the Olympia's over. You you're go out happy, celebrate. You know. Like you're still up doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And then some fucking genius thinks it's a great idea to do a uh, a press conference at seven o'clock in the morning. So they're all awake. So it, it was Flex, um, Phil Heath. Who else? Uh, Jeremy Buendia, uh, Kai Williams. Kai, no, Kai wasn't there. Kai hasn't competed in forever. Sure, yeah. yeah uh-uh. Kai stopped competing like years ago. Um, he goes out and he's all over the place for sure, but he doesn't compete. Uh, he's got a whole beef with uh, with, with IBJJ or uh, IFBB. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so I go to take photos. And I'm taking photos of this press conference, and I sneak to the back. Nobody sees me. I just sneak to the back. And between Flex and Phil Heath, there's a huge bag of donuts. And they're, like, sneaking. Like, Phil is just eating them like crazy. And, like, Flex is, like, trying to sneak a little bit, but not too much. Because what happens is um, his route is different than everybody else's, and a lot of the guys do the same thing. Can you get off your phone? I'm looking up Kai Green. Um so, no, I cannot. So, after the Olympia, I don't know if this is his route anymore, but he'll go to um, to the Asia Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And then they'll do – everybody will do a couple of other, like, remaining competitions because they're already in shape. You're already doing it. So, then they have to kind of maintain. They get to be a little bit more free because they don't have to be as top shape as the Olympia. But they'll go in there like Mark Henry – Dude, um, he went on a tear at the end. He, like he hasn't competed since 2016. Yeah, Green. Yeah, but he did the Arnold. He won't do the. He won't do like the, the Olympias, Olympias and stuff. Yeah, like the Arnold's. Like he fucking crush it at the Arnold's. Him and and uh, I forget the guy's name Williams, um, and he's the same. Neil Hill is the coach for Flex and Williams and stuff, but. Have you ever met Kai? You ever seen him? No, I've seen. Dude. I've I've watched Generation Iron. No, they're like. Kai Green is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Definitely, like, a very intelligent dude. Very eccentric. Super intelligent guy. That man is fucking massive. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I can't even begin to tell you, like, it doesn't... There's no explanation unless you see it. The size of this man's legs and, like, biceps and stuff. Like, it's just... Trying to think of how, like... Literally your torso, like think no arms, just your torso from shoulders to, to, to your hips. That's Kai's leg when you're looking at it from the side. Like a dead serious, not exaggerating. That's fucking Kai's leg. And he comes in in this custom fitted suit. I'm like, it might as well be Under Armour. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck you got into that suit. But who, like props to that, Taylor, because that's fucking custom fitted. Like you couldn't sneeze without making that thing explode. And yeah, he's a super nice dude. He's huge. Yeah, like I, I don't, I know he had like a comic book come out. He made his own comic book and stuff. Yeah, he's, he, 
He's a very smart businessman, but there was a whole beef with between him and a lot of people Phil, have the him beef. Him and Phil Heath don't like each other. I don't know. I, that part oh, I don't know. Yeah. That part I don't know. But um, the whole beef that a lot of people have with the IFBB is just one of those things that's like... It's political. A it's lot of super it political. political. Like, everything that involves the IFBB is political. And I can't even, like, start telling you the stories that I know and stuff that I've seen. Um, but... Yeah, it's definitely super duper political. Um, so for people that want to be professional bodybuilders, go for it. Just prepare to, to. I think you probably have to sacrifice more to be a professional bodybuilder at a high level than you do to be a fighter. A hundred percent. Well, yeah, it, it costs a lot more money. It costs a lot more money, but you also have to really, really sacrifice friendships, relationships, all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, your life is the gym and eating. That's what your life revolves around. Listen, if it wasn't for Instagram and social media, I would say that 95% of bodybuilders or at least like physiques and all these people would be dead broke. Or they wouldn't even be in the body. Well, no, because it was it was a it was an industry way before. Yeah, but like Instagram made it different because now you'll see these IFBB or like pro card winning like athletes and physiques people like, oh, get my training program. I'll make a customized training program, or this is my sponsor, and they get paid a lot of money. They get paid a lot of money. People that get sponsored by Bodybuilding.com, we get by. Uh, I'm going to say Gymshark or something like that. I forget. It's another big company. There's a ton of, like, Bang. Bang doesn't pay those girls anything, but some of the other ones, for sure. BSN pays people pretty well. Optimum Nutrition. Most of those people, if it wasn't for for um, Instagram, no one would pay them a fucking dime. It's just Maybe. They, well, it depends on, you know. Which is, I think that's fair. You, you should... Your worth is how much money you can bring to the company. For sure. Or how many eyes you can get. I, right. right. That's the thing. And, I mean, I've done a whole thing specifically on the podcast about it. Um, so I actually got to fill you in on something that happened over the weekend um, as far as jujitsu. So Josh Hinger is a three-time uh, IBJJF Nogi World Champion. Uh, he's also an ADCC uh, trials champion. Fairly good dude from the little bit that I've known and I've talked to him and I've been trying to get him on the podcast. Hopefully we can get him on here, especially after what happened. So he made a post this past weekend. Uh, I would definitely check out uh, Hinger BJJ for everyone, H-I-N-G-E-R-B-J-J on, uh, on Instagram so mm -hmm. you can see it. So it's a little bit long to read, but I'll read it to you. So you can see what happened. Um, he made this post. I'm showing you right now. If you look on the camera. He made this post. says, I've dedicated my life to building up the jiu-jitsu community. And it absolutely enraged me when I see people like this tearing it down. I told these men that I was going to tell this story. They communicated to me that if I did, there would be retaliation. I'm a man of my word. So here it is. That's just a photo that he posted. And then he went on. And he posted this long thing, which I really think that we should read it. Do you want to read it or you want me to read it? Well, do we need to read the whole thing or can we kind just get of, to the nuts and bolts? Kind of, because you kind of have to really see what's going on. Basically, is he did a seminar in Mexico and he, a white belt female uh, invited him to come to her school, which was like down the way or whatever. The uh, hinder... Uh, 
I'm trying to think like the right way to say it. Josh. Just read it. Just yeah. read it. All right. This is from the beginning. Um, there's a plague that's infecting the jiu-jitsu community all over the world. It's called black belt entitlement. It's where individuals who happen to possess the rank of black belt feel they can treat other people like shit because of their status. This plague has existed and gone undetected for several decades, but now with the rapid growth of jiu-jitsu, it's becoming much more common. One of the most severe incidents that I've ever seen happened just last week when I was in Yucatan, Mexico. I witnessed firsthand the verbal assault of a white belt female student by a black belt professor. You shouted at her over the phone and called her a bitch and a slut, a cancer, and a mat rat about a dozen times until she was crying. What was she guilty of you, of, you might be wondering? Simply inviting me to an evening jujitsu class at her academy. You might ask whether she had permission to invite a black belt from another team to this training session. Yes, she did. Her brown belt coach, who conducts all classes at that academy in Merida, gave her an eye permission in advance to attend the class. She suggested that I wear the academy uniform in order to respect the team policy. Coach Joseph said not to worry about it. Once the class was over, we took lots of pictures. They were posted to Instagram almost immediately, and that's when the trouble began. Coach Joseph's professor called from his residence four hours away and demanded the photos be taken down and that... Uh, the female, was to be ejected from the team along with her six-year-old son. A truly sad and pathetic gesture. The brown belt coach then threw his student under the bus and claimed to have no knowledge of my plans to attend his evening class. In my opinion, this is disgusting representation of our sport and is an absolute failure of what it means to be a leader in jiu-jitsu. It is my hope that their team removes them from their roster. It, all, it is also my hope that the women's jiu-jitsu community will stand in solidarity with her and support her as she stands up for herself in the wake of some fairly consistent and vile harassment from both of these men. If you're wondering what school they were from, they were from Gracie Baja. It was a Gracie Baja well, school. Well, I figured when he said uniform. uniform. Well, Alliance does it too. A couple of the well, it's schools Alliance, do that. you just have to have really a patch. You don't have to. No, have... I think now you have to have the Alliance gi. Well, because they have their own gis now, so you have to have an Alliance gi. Which I think is, I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. That's stupid, and I'm going right? to tell you why. Well, hold on. Here's the details. So, it's kind of odd. You think like, why the fuck would someone do that? Well. Guess who was dating the girl? The black belt that's from far that lived four hours away. I guess he had been dating on and off with her or something like that for like a couple of months, and it didn't work out. And then of course he like she brings another black belt. There's nothing going on between them, but he's gonna sit there and pull the, you know, the cheap macho cards like, oh fuck you, you fucking slut, and like blah blah blah, get the fuck out of here. Well, good for her. She should go to another school. 100%. And, and Gracie Baja should, uh, should definitely take action. Um, Against the two coaches. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I would, you know, I would take, I would, you know, either some kind of a fine or just eject, say, look, you're no longer Gracie Baja. We don't need you. They wouldn't kick them out. For sure they wouldn't kick them out. Well, I doubt it because it's money. Yeah. Well, they, you know, and, and they're not going to turn away money, but it's it's. There comes a point when it comes down to principle. Yeah, and they should they should take it. You know, Gracie Baja should take action against that. Um, this poor woman, who probably was just looking to help her team, say, look, here's a rad dude that's 
won all this stuff. Their coach is a brown belt. He's a black belt. Why not? Why would you not want this guy at your school? Yeah. And it's a world champion fucking black belt, and he just decides to come stop by. Why wouldn't you want that? If you had Henzo say, like, hey, I'm in the area, and stop by, like... Or if you had your white belt, hey, listen, uh, like, Henzo, Gracie's here. Like, I just met him, and I invited him to come to school. Is that okay? Yeah. No one's going to say no. No one's going to say no to that. But once that guy saw it's another black belt, and he was probably wearing the other patch, like his actual normal patches and gi or whatever, and then he realized who he was with, oh, of course he's going to flip out. His ego got super bruised. Yeah. You know, it, it's a shame. It's a shame. And and, and let, let's get, you know, and, and we touched on it for a second, but the whole uniform thing is bullshit. I 100% agree. Bullshit. I, and for, now, and, here's the thing. I definitely think that you can wear whatever gi with whatever patches. I think some people get out of hand when they wear, like, a super bright canary yellow gi and stuff like that. I think for, like, at the gym, whatever. Do it, but if you're out competing, I think obviously you well, have most to places wear. You can, most like IBJJF, you can only wear one of three colors. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. But do they allow black? Yeah, I always just see white and blue. No, I. Yeah, you black is definitely allowed. I have pictures of me on the podium, getting my gold medal yes, in stupid. a black gi. Um, the uh, the bottom line is is here's why I think it's stupid. Jiu-Jitsu is an individual sport. Sure, yes, it's a team. I get it. But it's an individual individual sport in the in the respect that what I do, what you do, what, you know, George does, what, you know, what anybody does is going to be different. Right. It's your jiu-jitsu is a form of self-expression. It's and I'm not going to say it's not artistic expression, but it's self-expression because yeah. Your style is made up of your personality, what sticks to your brain, what your you body see, type, like how you flow. Right. All that stuff. It's very individualized. Right. And if if my art is an individual art, right. why can't I express the way I feel in any color gi that I want to? But what if the fuck I does that wear, have to do with what we're talking about now? Because I'm, cause I'm talking about the uniforms. Right. The, the, the Gracie Baja gis come in blue or white yeah and that's it right and and they don't want you to but we're like if you're saying alliance but gracie baja they're trying to make you conform to this i mean robotic yes and no i i see where you're coming from and i don't disagree with it at all but if you look at it from a team perspective if you're playing on a basketball team you're not, you're, I know, but yeah, listen, yeah. I don't disagree. That's what I'm saying. Like, I yeah. see where, from a business aspect of things, if you have a team, everyone's on the same uniform. Cool, fine, whatever. If you were um, doing karate, everyone's going to wear the same karate gi. Fine, whatever. When I was doing capoeira, I mean, all we're wearing is pants. I mean, sometimes we'll have, like, different, like, shirts and stuff like that to go train no, I think even when we trained, had to be either a white shirt or the, the shirt from the school. Like, as your uniform. Because otherwise you get everybody wearing whatever, but you want to wear those pants. They're also super fucking comfortable. Get yourself a pair of right. couple wear pants. Um, 
So I get it when you're talking about the martial arts aspect of things and everybody needs to wear the same thing, but it doesn't really fucking matter. Like, let people be individuals. That's what as I'm saying. As long as when you go out there and you go to compete, everybody wears that uniform. For sure. I don't, I don't even think that. That's like I, the I patches. Just think, I, to me, it's, it should be the patch. Yeah. Because why would I wear... What if your gi... Because every gi fits different. What if the Gracie Baja gi does not fit my body correctly? Right. And now it happens. I'm, now I'm stuck having to wear this gi. Yeah. No, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I agree with you. It's that it shouldn't fucking matter what you wear to go train as long as you're wearing the proper uniform as far as, like, the it's, you're wearing and a jiu-jitsu clean. uniform. And it's clean. And then it doesn't matter. If you need to have a school patch, have a school patch. Right. Go for it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you come to train in a canary yellow fuck, I mean, you see my geese. I have a bunch of random-ass fucking geese. My Tatami Fowler gi that looks like a sushi chef, I fucking love that gi. Yeah, that you can't compete in that game. Uh, there's no way you can right. compete in that they, like, they wouldn't even let you into the fucking gym. Like, hey. right, you, you, in IBJJF, you can wear blue, which, White which is... Or black. But you can wear the royal blue or the navy blue. Yeah, as long as it's blue. Right. And they have to, top and bottom have to match. Right, tops and bottom have to match. So... And if you're even, doing no-gi, you have to have a but color ranked let's, let's even go beyond that. Why? Why what? Why? Why does it? Why are these colors the only colors? Why? What? What is the I think big deal? That's just to designate ranks. That's all. No, it's not. It doesn't designate ranks. Black For the rash guards? No, I'm talking about the geese. Why? Oh, can't, yeah. yeah. Why that. can't I wear a green gi? Why I think can't that's I just, wear a red gi? I think visually, it's just to keep things more uniform. Because if you look at it, if you go to to like a new breed where you can wear whatever the fuck you want, it does look kind of random when you see. One guy's got a gray gi, the other one's got a yellow gi, the other one's got the red gi. By the way, I've only seen one yellow gi and one red gi in my life. No, I've seen them. I've seen a bunch. I've seen guys competing the camouflage gis. The yellow gi was Andrew Whitney. Right. And the red gi was uh, Big Mike. Uh, He actually trains a combat club now. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them all the time. I mean, but I've gone to a ton of different academies, and I've seen people wearing the camouflage gi. Well, yeah, is, I say, when people come to my school, I say, buy whatever color yeah, you like. wear whatever you want. What do, what do you want to wear? Yeah. I go, the only thing is, is if you're going to compete, you need either a blue gi or a white gi or a black gi. The girls have, like, the purple gi, um, the one that Mackenzie gets There's from the reward There's a pink one that I would totally rock. Tommy had a pink, pink one. I'd yeah. rock the pink gi. I've seen a bunch of them, but... Either way, that's I mean that's not really the point of the subject. Wasn't the clothes? Is the fact that you have a black belt? No, I know, no, I, obviously, but the black belt that thinks it's okay to fucking chastise not only a white belt, but it was a white belt that you were fucking dating for a certain amount of time, which that alone is kind of inappropriate at the fact. Because is it is it the fact that were you dating after she signed up, or you dated and then she signed up because of you? Does it really fucking matter? Well, well, and here's the thing. You're four hours away. Yeah, who the fuck are you? And uh, look, a coat. Here's the whole thing about jujitsu that drives me nuts. And we've both been around it long enough to that we know there's it becomes very cultish. Yeah. And there are certain there's a you know, there are our coaches that get off on holding that power over their yeah. students. Yeah, yeah, no, and, it's an ego trip. It's an ego trip, and it's ridiculous. 
just because you got a black belt and you've been a lot like everybody talks about like our atmosphere at our gym is like it's so laid back here. yeah it's so chill i'm like yeah, because I don't care. I'm not trying to build a cult. I don't. I'm not. Yeah. I'm actually not even trying to build a school. But you know. But you exactly. And I think that's the key because you got to look at it from a majority of these people that have that issue either came from nothing or they they don't have real marketing background or understanding of the business aspect of things. So everything that they built is a super competitive. So. Where you have people jumping from gym to gym. I mean, we've known tons of people like that that literally jump gym to gym to the point where it's you're not doing it to better your jujitsu. You just got an issue where you can't stay in one place for too long because you're going to get kicked out because you're doing shitty stuff. But when you're dealing with people and you have so much competition, like look at what happened with Half Gracie and Gracie Baja. When they opened up a school down the street, it's like, oh, it's my fucking territory. So you're going to fight them in the middle of worlds or something for it. So I think that aspect of it is where the childishness or the childishness of it comes in. It's like, you don't fucking own these people. I had to deal with that with like capoeira and stuff like that. I think, I think now, I mean, with George, George definitely is like, if, as long as you tell him and you have the right communication for, like, Excel, you can go and train here and well, there. Well, George, George does not care. Yeah. George, George. No, that's to say he cares, and that's just out of respect. You have to respect no, no, like, no, no, your no. teacher No, 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 no. What I'm saying sure. is about George, George isn't threatened by other schools, and, and he, he shouldn't be. Yeah. He, run, he runs, a, you know, a great program. So it's like he doesn't... But that's what I'm saying. Like, we have, like, Vito Schlosser comes in all the time. You've come in. Other people have come in. Jay-Z comes in all the time. Like, so people from other schools, it's there. There's good camaraderie there. But there's other schools that, like, if you even mention the fact that you went someplace else, you're going to have a long fucking day. Well, yeah, I, I invited some, some guys from a different school before. And they, uh, they said, oh, I don't know if we can come. Yeah, and see, and that's what irks me. It's like, first of all, like, I got caught up in the cultish mentality and stuff like that before, especially when I was doing capoeira or when I first started jujitsu too. But then I realized, like, nobody fucking owns me. My- if my mom told me, hey, you can't go over there, I'd be like, no, I'm going to go over there. My loyalty to you, you, I don't owe you loyalty. Yeah. My loyalty is the money that I hand you every month for, yeah. the, for for the classes. You're loyal. You're the one that should be loyal to me in my safety and my well being and my and my advancement in education in the jujitsu world. That's where the loyalty is. I th- see. Like, and I've been thinking about that because we talked about it before. I don't know if it's so much as loyalty. I think the loyalty comes in from the mutual respect of building a relationship. So at the beginning, yeah, it's like I'm paying you money. I'm paying you to teach me what you know, right? That's it. That's all the loyalty there is to it. You can't tell the white belt you can't go train over there. You tell them don't go train over there because you're going to get confused and they're going to tell you this and that. You're going to be spending a bunch of money. Just stick with it. Just stick with it. Stay here. Just go along with it. And then the more you stay with that person, then you start building a friendship. You go into class every day. Hey, how's it going? How's you doing? How's your kids? Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Now you start building that camaraderie where, 
the respect is being built. You have a connection because we've spent this much time on the mats together. You dedicated your time to me, and I'm dedicating my time to you as a teacher. That I get, that, and you build it. But to sit there and demand straight-up loyalty like it was a regime. Like that one dude that started punching that one student in Brazil? Yeah. Or the other ones that are sit there and line up all their students, the Muay Thai classes, and they fucking wail on their face five times. Like, That's how it feels to get hit. That's stupid. That's a weird brainwashing mentality that it doesn't fucking work that way. But when you have people that treat their students with respect as human beings and not as a dollar sign, then it becomes more loyal. And that, to me, I mean, look, this weekend, one of our guys is moving away. He's moving to Utah because got, he got stationed out there now. So we're doing a big going away party because we're all close. We've been training together for a couple of years now. We're close. We're all friends. We're sad to see our friend go. We're sad to see a teammate go. But we're not forced to go to it. If no. I didn't like the guy, if I didn't feel like I was friends with him, I wouldn't go. He wouldn't. You probably would have got invited. I just would have been like, hey, man, I'm not friends with you. I don't go. Like, funny enough, I had the issue the other day. There was someone that I thought was a friend and was a teammate. And I'm like, no, like, you screwed me over. Like, you sat there and tried and throw me in a bunch of drama that wasn't involved. And when I needed a friend and I hit you up, you didn't even bother answering me or calling me back. Picked up and said, I'll call you back. I'm like, just remove you from my friends, even from LinkedIn, and you're going to send me a message. Like, what are you going to send me a message for? What do you think I'm going to give a fuck? It's like, we're not friends. We were teammates. Here's a handshake. Take care. You know, that's it. So there's, you got to build that relationship, but you can't demand it. You can't demand a friendship or a, a um, what's the word? Like, you can't demand You can't demand loyalty. loyalty. Yeah. It, loyalty either is built. Yeah. Loyalty is built, and it's, the problem is, is most people don't realize it's a two-way street. It's not a one-way street. It's a two-way street. Yeah. My, I will, it's a mutual, it's a mutual respect. But even then, right, and then the other thing, too, is like respecting your students. If your student decides to walk away for whatever reason, okay. If you got personal beef with it, that's different. But if you dated your student and then things didn't go right, and you can't handle that, then you're just fucking childish. Yeah. That's childish. So um, I'll put the name out. Let me see. Because I'll tell you the names of the um, the black belts, the black belt and the brown belt from uh, from Gracie Baja. So if you really want to uh, see what's going on, check out uh, Hinger BJJ, H-I-N-G-E-R BJJ. Did Hinger put their names on it? Yeah, he did. Um, he tagged... Uh, Gibran G B J J and Joe underscore Calderas underscore. Um, so Gibran Alvarez is the black belt, and Joe Calderas is the brown belt. Um, and there's tons of stuff like that. You know what's crazy, man? I've been, I go on Reddit pretty often, but it's like a lot more lately. Um, and I'm reading all kinds of crazy stories of shit like that, or like girls getting like verbally assaulted and stuff from their black belts or from higher belts and all kinds of shit and like man are you it's pretty bad it's pretty bad that it happens that often now i want to see what these people look like oh they got it blocked after after he called them out they they they, out to private yeah they went out to private yeah that they learned that lesson real quick the internet is going to come after you i actually did that too when i called out that piece of shit today but i got more news to to keep going on uh that i actually want to talk about um 
real quick, let's go over Grapple Fest, which seems like a pretty good event. It's a Liverpool-based promotion. This is their fifth event. It's coming out on June 1st. I believe that they are on um, on shit grappling. I mean, flow grappling. Um, you'll be able to look it up there. And Craig Jones, I believe, is going to be on there too. Where's the yeah? Craig Jones is going to uh, roll against uh, Miha Perhavec. He um, well, me he he just lost Miha. Yeah, yeah. Quick to um, who was it? It was. Uh, Richie Martinez. That's what it was. It was yeah. Uh, oh wow, it was quick. Yeah. Now, now, Miha got a beautiful, like judo throw. Yeah. On Richie, put him on his back quick. But then it was it was over in less than a minute. Yeah. It was amazing. And it's funny because Ash Williams is on this same card too, and he was just on Polaris, uh, so he's going to be competing on there. Um, you got a bunch of people. Some names you'll know, some you won't. Like Frank Rosenthal from Henzo Gracie Academy versus Jeremy Skinner from Absolute MMA. Um, it's a pretty big list. I didn't even bother going through all the, the names and stuff that are on there. But um, it's definitely worth checking out because it's a, it's a big card. And that one is on June 1st on uh, Flow Grappling. But the big one that I'm interested in is Kasai 4. Because Kasai is coming to Orlando on July 4th. So I'm going to be spending 4th of July in Orlando for sure. Which it's going to be a pain in the ass to deal with 4th of July in Orlando. Better get your hotel now. Yeah. And uh, I might go and just come back too. Even though it's super sketchy. But you know, Jay-Z is going to be on that card. Jay-Z against Charles Oliveira. That's yes. going to be an awesome fucking role for sure. Well, I, it makes me nervous for Jay-Z just because... How long, um, Charles is? Charles is. Yeah. Charles is. Charles has got that quintessential jujitsu body. Body. And he's a legit fucking black belt, just threat, and he's gotten some crazy submissions. So it's actually going to be pretty crazy to see. Um, but Jay Z has a different style. Jay Z. Jay Z comes from Luta Livre. He's so it's like which is more ke- it's more yeah. like catch wrestling. Yeah. So he's got some sneaky stuff. Yeah, Jay Z. And Jay Z's training with Cyborg. So and all those killers down there. Yeah, he's dealing with world class guys every day, which I'm sure Charles is too. I just think that it's going to be an insane role, and I don't think there's going to be a lot of stalling. I think there's going to be a lot of um, countering and a lot of um, scrambles. So that one's going to be pretty good. And then Craig Jones versus Tech Johnson. Tex Johnson is going to be the rematch. Well, I, guess, so, I guess that whole thing blew over with that chick, huh? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think it still has to play out. And Wagner versus Celso uh, Vinicius. Celso Vinicius. Um, that's going to be a good one. So I'm really curious to, to watch that match with Wagner. And there's a bunch of stuff, too. So it's also um, like Fight to Win where the locals get to sign up and compete in front of everybody. So it should be pretty cool. I think there will be a couple of guys from Fight Sports for sure. I'm assuming there might be a couple from um, from Alliance up there because Bruno is up there. And then guys from Hobson, uh, Mora, will mm-hmm. probably show up. So it looks like it's going to be a pretty good card. I'm definitely going to go up there. i got to try and get my tickets ASAP. I'm gonna, honestly, I kind of looked at it. It means I'm going to be fucking Orlando 
like fucking in Orlando almost every other week for the next like two months. <laughs> it sucks. Hey, have you decided if you're gonna? I'm doing BJJ tour. I'm signing up uh, for that one, and I'm definitely gonna do the IBJJF up there too. What about what about the kickboxing? Nah, probably not. I, there's not enough time to really get ready for both like that. Um, and honestly, like I just, I like. I want to. I want to compete so bad, but you know me. It's like if I can't go full out, I can't. I'm not gonna sit there and go for it. Um, but Kasai Force coming to Orlando, that's gonna be cool. Now, here's the crazy shit. Did you see what happened with Alex Oliveira, Cowboy? Cowboy? No, I did not. Get a load of this shit, man. Uh, let me pull this up. So, Oliveira went into hiding. Uh, over the weekend the other day his wife ex-wife filed a police report Saturday so I'll read you the article the UFC welterweight has been accused of assault in his hometown of Tres Rios MMA fighting has confirmed Oliveira's ex-wife filed a report on Saturday morning accusing him of pulling her by the hair punching her and also breaking doors and windows Police officials told MMA Fighting that Oliveira has been also been accused of getting into an altercation with a security man in a party at 5.30 a.m. in Brazil. Oliveira's team told MMA Fighting he's innocent but won't make any comments on the matter right now. The fighter and his lawyer went to the police station on Monday to give Oliveira a side of the story. Tristrio cops are now investigating the assault allegation. Um, Oliveira appeared to be under the influence of alcohol. Hold on, let me see yeah, Oliveira appeared to be under the influence of alcohol, his ex-wife told the police, and insisted on riding a motorcycle while carrying his five-month-old son. When his ex-wife attempted to stop him from doing it, Oliveira allegedly hit her and drove away with the child. His son was left with Oliveira's sister sometime later. That's pretty heavy duty. And I, I'm a fan of Alex Oliveira, too. He's one of the nicest guys. I met him. It was He's super nice. Super nice dude. I did I tell you how I met him? Probably when you went down with Gilbert. Yeah, when I went down with Gilbert. Now, mind you, this was the fight after Gilbert fought him. It was like right after. So we're in the elevators. Me, Gilbert, a couple other people. Um, Anderson, Anderson Silva's manager was there, and then door open and it's Alex Oliveira. I'm like, awkward. And now he comes in, bro. I shit you not, he shook everybody's hand. He shook my hand. He shook Gilbert's hands, like hug, pounds, whatever. I was like, "Oh, this dude's mad cool." It's like super fucking respectful, like gentleman. I was like, "Oh man, big fan." Like, nice to meet you. Obviously, I didn't. Did pull he beat him. Gilbert? He was beating Gilbert, and Gilbert won by armbar with like twenty seconds left. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was like the big crazy one. He was beating the shit out of Gilbert, and Gilbert still came out on top on that one. But, yeah, I'm well, curious to see what's going to happen. That's pretty nutty. I remember I woke up reading that uh, over the weekend. I'm like, <gasps> no. It could be anything, though. It, like, it's hard. It's like when it's exes. Yeah, it can it's, always get it's like, yeah, I, I always wait. Like, you have to wait until the investigation Isn't that a bitch, is though? Because it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's like you don't always believe when people make these accusations and you know women get called like being liars well, so, do guys, so do guys for sure and, you know at any kind of domestic dispute you you got to let it unless there's like I've watched cops enough times to learn that you got to let it play out yeah or unless there's like actual like damage to the woman yeah or you know or the dude I've seen I've seen cops enough times where the wife beat the shit out of the husband oh yeah 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 
But she's the one that called the cops? Yeah. The best is when they're like, when they call the cops saying, oh, he beat the shit out of me. He beat the shit out of me. He's like, bro, I have video watch of her beating the shit out of herself. And the cop's like, oh, yeah, your wife's crazy. You might want to leave. Yeah. No, and, and, and that's what it is. It's like, you have to let these things, let the investigation investigation happened yeah and and you I need another drink you want one no I'm good and you can't just snap judge and and that seems to be what is the way of this modern digital era is these snap judgments of everybody everybody's guilty and then it's 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 the opposite of how it's supposed to be you're guilty until proven innocent when it should be the other way around you should be innocent until proven guilty I mean, I've definitely done that a bunch of times, and sometimes um, I'll just be like, oh, he fucking did it. Fuck that piece of shit, you know? But and other times, like, yeah, let's watch it play out. And I've been wrong on both sides right. here and there. But it's still one of those things. It's the natural reaction where you hear, like, yeah, it I kind of see terrible. That. It sounds it's, terrible. It sounds terrible. It's like, I kind of believe it. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm with you, but I... Like, I, what's the saying that uh, truth is stranger than fiction? But what the, I think what the problem is now, though, with this new guilty until proven innocent is it wrecks the reputation of whoever they're accusing, even if they're innocent. Like, it becomes, like, they become Yeah, no tainted. matter what, and like, no matter what, you're labeled that for life. You're labeled that for life. Oh, that's, that's the, that's well, the that's woman Well, that's why I always think it's funny, that saying of... The, the bridge builder one, I said it before, it's like you could build a thousand bridges and someone might call you a bridge builder, but you suck one dick and you're a cocksucker for life. Right, right, it's right. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. You cocksucker. Yeah, no, no, I, I, it's, 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 it seems unfair and, but in the digital world, you just, it, bottom line is you got to not make mistakes or at least not post your fucking mistakes. Yeah. Here's the thing. I call people out for fucking up all the time. And if I fuck up, call me out. You can call me out. I'm going to defend myself if I really fucked up. I did earlier I in the podcast. Up. No, that's, I'm not even getting into that. Um, but, like, if someone fucks up, I think it comes down to if you are not willing to admit that you fucked up, that's when it becomes worse. Now you're being a douchebag because you clearly fucked up. Just say you fucked up and yeah. we move on. We just move on. And then here's the other thing. That people don't... You can change your mind. You're allowed to change your mind. You yeah. might not have all the information at one point, and you might think one way, but once you all that information comes up, you you can change your mind and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, but like, how many times do you see people sticking to their narrative that they believed in the, in the beginning just because they don't want to be wrong? You do that all the time. Never done that. <laughs> but... I think there's also some people that will stick with that person regardless of how wrong they are just because they stuck to their guns. Like, I'm sticking to my guns. I, I, just, I think that's part of the whole vaccination thing, too. The anti-vaxxers, they're like, I'm going to stick with it. Because like, you don't want to admit that you were wrong with something that serious. No, I'm sticking to it. I know what I believe in. Okay, people are dying. You're fucking up. I mean, now, did you see what happened? I think in... Massachusetts or something like that, or Rhode Island, now you have to get vaccinations. That's fucked up. That's what I'm thinking, too. It's like, I mean, yeah, I'm, you should get vaccinated, but to tell someone you have to get vaccines... And and here's the thing. I'm, I'm, 
I'm neither anti-vax nor vax. I am... Like, here's the thing. I mean, we talked about it. If you want to put yourself at risk, by all means, put yourself at risk. But don't put other people at risk. That's well, it. Well, the thing is, is, is everybody's freaking out about measles. Do you know how many people have died from measles over the last... Yeah, that's because, yeah, because there was the vaccination. No, I'm talking. No, that's not what I'm. I'm talking about the people who have had it. Do you know how many people have died from measles who have had it? Yeah, but then they went to go seek help. Let's look at it in a different way. Before the vaccination, how many people died from measles? Well, well, you can't look at it like that because science was different. They didn't have clean water. They didn't have clean bedding. They didn't have like. There's a lot of things that before that happened that have changed. Right. So, like, you can't look that far past and go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But, no, well, it makes sense because these people are drinking water with, you know, buttholes in it. You know what I'm saying? Butthole water? Butthole water. So, Um, it's like, you can't say that. All you can say is, well, here's a statistic that's going to freak you out, but it's 100% true. More children have died from... uh, Circumcision in a oh, year, yeah, yeah, from like herpes and stuff. Yeah. No, just just complications. Right. Well, no, they've, they, gotten, yeah. they've had complications and died due to circumcisions that have died with from having measles. Yeah, but those that have had measles. But that because not, I'm not talking about gotten measles. Yeah, I'm talking those who have gotten measles. Yeah, that's the whole like herpes thing. That's the issue that's going on in New York right now with like rabbis and stuff like that. It's like rabbis that end up having herpes. Well, and no, doing even the whole even thing. when they do it in the hospital, these kids. Like, yeah. complications happen. Uh, in 2011, the WHO estimated that there were about 158,000 deaths caused by measles. This is down from 630,000 630, deaths in 1990. In developed countries, death occurs in one to two cases out of every thousand. Death from measles was reported in approximately 0.2% of the cases in the United States from 1985 through 1992. 0.2%. Listen, man, 0.2% of, what, 2 billion people is a lot of fucking people. It's not 2 billion people getting measles. So 0.2%, but they could be 0%. No, that's not true. But I'm saying. That's not true because because here's the thing. What what people don't realize is vaccinations run out. If you haven't been vaccinated for measles within the last 15 or 20 years... You don't right. have you have no vaccination. Measles is a leading cause of vaccine preventable childhood mortality worldwide. The fatality rate has been significantly reduced by vaccination campaign led by partners in the measles initiative. So globally, measles fell 60 percent from an estimated 873,000 deaths in 1999 to 345,000 in 2005. Right, and 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 un. In you know, vaccinated, un- undeveloped countries. No, 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 no. No, no, no. This is talking about everybody. This is globally. Yeah, and, and in the United States, uh, one out of every thousand. How many people have gotten? Uh, in 2006 to 2007, there were 12,132 cases in 32 European countries. Ugh. 85% occurred in five countries Germany, Italy, Romania, Switzerland, and the UK. And how, how many deaths? 80% occurred in children, and there were seven deaths. So? Seven, seven out of 12,000, so the percentage is still the same. Right. So seven out of 12,000 over how long? One year. One year. So there's like over 100 deaths due every year to, due to circumcision. 
In, on January 22, 2014, the World Health Organization and the Pan American Health Organization declared and certified Colombia free of the measles while becoming the first Latin American country to abolish the infection within its borders. Mm. But so, either way, it's like, I get it. But even then, it's easily preventable. You just need the shot. Or you can just get it and be fine with it. Most people get it, and it's it's like the chicken pox. It's not that much different than yeah, the chicken pox. Yeah, but there's pox. the complications. You know, don't you get a higher risk of mortality in adults? Not, no, and with chicken pox, not with measles. Chicken pox turns I haven't done enough researchers, like, research on it. Yeah, I, I've had to because of my job. So I actually like, think my grandma got shingles. Like, I don't know like, if I should be throwing out her medical <laughs> stuff. But, but like, here, here, here's the thing is, like, I think you, you're, you should allow your children, like, don't just start shooting them like <laughs> they start shooting these kids before they leave the hospital. Yeah, like, they have to do a lot of shots though. Yeah, but they, they, you don't have to do like what in, in, in my like what I think is let the kid build up his own kind of immunity. Yeah, to but some not things. on an infant. An infant. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a dad, so I don't know really. Right, do. right. Well, I've I've talked to I've talked to somebody who has done. Shut a the fuck lo- up! You haven't talked to anybody. No, Who'd you I've, talk to? I've talked to somebody who's done a lot of research. Who? He, huh? Who? Alex. Alex who? Uh, English Alex. He's British done a lot Alex. of research on what? On vaccinations, because when he had his twins. Okay. And we've talked a lot about it. Okay. We've talked extensively about it, and he's he's shared some very interesting um, tidbits with me. and uh, Such as? Well, I'll, I'll pull one up here. Um, so... So this is the information as of uh, so here's something as of November 3rd. This is from the Information Center, uh, National Vaccine Information Center. Right. As of November 30th, 2016, there have been more than 93,179 reports of measles vaccine reactions. 93,179 reports of the va- of reaction to the measles vaccine. Um, it, uh, ha- Reactions, hospitalizations, injuries, and deaths following measles vaccinations made to the federal vaccine adverse events reporting system, VAERS, including 450 related deaths, 6,936 hospitalizations, 1,748 related disabilities. Over 50% of those adverse events occurred in children three years old and under. Because they received a vaccination. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I've heard that. So seven people died in a year from not getting vaccinated not getting vaccinated 459 people died from the vaccination i think too probably there's like allergies involved and all well, that and other re- shit exa- regardless i don't disagree i don't disagree yeah, with regardless you. it's like it, but this stuff is like it's such a crapshoot it's I mean. such a crapshoot like and again like i think let your child develop a little bit let 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 like the mother's milk Listen, you help know, create some immunity, and then maybe giant, then, then giant you can women milk, like yeah, oh, yeah. Like I read speaking of which, you just reminded me. I read the most fucking hilarious comment today or statement, and I think it definitely goes along with this <laughs> conversation. You ready for this? Because I fucking died when I was reading this. We have devices that can see through flesh and blood and to the bone. A device that can read blood oxygen levels in the brain as well as one that can read its electrical signals and a machine that can scan your whole body. Yet a finger up the shitter is still the most common way to check the prostate. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, it's not wrong. He's not wrong. There's other ways they can do it though. They can check. They can check levels in your blood, but this is apparently the quicker way. Yeah, like all this technology still takes a finger up the bone to check the oil. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, uh, I totally forgot about this, but um, there's another jujitsu card uh, that just got announced today, and one of our people is on. Who? Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert is going to compete on June 21st at the Third Coast Grappling. And I wrote it down, too. Totally forgot about it. Um, it's in Houston. So it'll be... Uh, Planet Houston? Yeah. Do you remember what that's from? No. It's from Superman 2. Oh, dude, I can't fucking... I can't remember the last time I watched that shit. That was the best one of... Didn't you know your movie come out? The Superman thing? The It came out this week. I didn't go see it. I gotta watch. Last, I saw, last thing I, have I saw to watch, was John Wick three. I gotta watch John Wick. I gotta watch Pikachu. I gotta watch. Supposedly Aladdin is good. I'm not gonna see that. I'm not gonna watch it. I, I'll, I'll, I'm, I will watch Lion King, but I'm not gonna watch Aladdin. The Lion King remake? It's not a remake. Well, it's a remake, but it's the like live a, action. The li- but it's really not live CGI. action. CGI. The Jungle Book one. I think they're making another one. That Jungle Book one was the original. Cool. Was good. They did a good job on it. Yeah, with the giant. Orangutan that yeah, but um, who who was the voice of that it was some it was Christopher Walken I think for what for he that, was the the voice of the orangutan orangutan the yeah. king orangutan it was fucking hilarious yeah. once like I remember watching I was like that voice sounds fucking familiar that movie you know what I'm that movie on psychedelics no I wouldn't do that it would freak you out because man. the whole scene when the tree's on fire and he's climbing up the tree fuck that that would fucking give me like just anxiety. You know what I forget to tell you? My eyes started changing colors. Yeah. It happened it's happened to me like a couple of times, but it's happened to me a lot more lately. I wake up in the morning and it happened to me two or three years ago. I woke up in the morning and like I was just rubbing my eyes and I looked in the mirror and my eyes were green. So I have brown eyes. My eyes were fucking green. I freaked the fuck out. I was like, I thought I was high or something. I didn't even know it. You need to start taking pictures. Document it. I did. I started to. So now, once in a while, I wake up in the morning, and my eyes will be uh, faded green to brown. They'll change. I've had it where, like, the whole thing is green. So I need to go to the doctor or something. Not me. Well, actually, I say that, but no, my, my eyes will reflect the color of the shirt I'm wearing often. Like, if it's a lighter shirt. Like, it happens to people with light eyes because I was doing a bunch of research. Yeah. If I, if I wear, like, a lighter blue shirt or a white shirt, my eyes look brighter. Yeah. The darker that I wear, the darker blue they yeah, look. Yeah, they like reflect a, like the light gray. right into it. Um, but what, it most interesting thing I've that I've ever found out about blue-eyed people is we can all trace our lineage back to one person. Really? Who? We don't know. It's it was it was somebody in, Andy Dick. <laughs> no, it was a uh, it was you know somebody in like the, the like the uh, s- Central European area is where the first blue-eyed person. Yeah, it was just came like a from. genetic. Yeah, skip. it was a genetic flaw. Yeah, that was passed down. So like, blue eyes should if not you, be. If you could pick. Any genetic mutation, like realistic, not like X Men superpower shit. Like right, let's right, say right. the next step of evolution, you could pick to have that. What would it be? Um, like, say an extra arm, an extra leg. Like, there's no such thing as a photographic memory, but there's that instant recall memory. That, uh-huh. that like, that would be that would come in handy. You do so. You would want to have a intellectual, yeah. 
like step up. Yeah, not not a physical. Like like you know you know who has that um, mm. is she was on Taxi. Um, the girl, the girl, the redheaded, the redheaded girl on Taxi. The young oh, not Taxi Driver. I'm thinking no, Taxi no, Driver. No no no, no 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 the 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 TV show with Tony Danza remember. and yeah. Louis Devito. I'm not that old. Um, her name is Mary Lou. Breton. No. That's a gymnast or something, isn't it? Uh, taxi. I don't think most people are going to remember Taxi. Oh, I, well. That's where, like, Christopher Lloyd got his start. Yeah, that's where he got, like, he was Jim. Yeah. Which was. Um, you know like, they're making another Back to the Future? Well, I'll tell you something that, that I watched. Uh, Mary Lou Henner. Henner. Uh, she has the power. So, you know who else got his start there? Uh-huh. Um uh, uh, Man in the Moon. Um, yeah, the guy Jim Carrey played, or whatever. Yeah. Andy, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. But um, she had she can remember everything from every day of her life. Yeah, there's a bunch of people like that. That would be the mutation I'd want. That's so creepy. I don't know because some things you want to forget. Well, I'm sure you do, but like I I don't have I don't have any of those blocked memories. I I can pre- like I have memories pretty far back. I have memories mm, back I do to too, when yeah. I was like. Two, maybe three. Well, like when I talk to my mom about stuff like that, and I yeah, she won't remember it, but you know it clearly. Clear or it's day. not even that. Like when I describe rooms, and she's like, "How do you know that you were no, you I know like too. three or four? Yeah, but certain things get engraved into your brain the same way. It's like that one embarrassing moment that all of a sudden hits you in the middle of the night. And you're oh, like, those oh, are the worst. Fucking can't stand that. Those are the worst. Yeah, um, it's like those are the mental equivalent of the sore in your mouth. Where you keep putting your tongue into it because it hurts. I don't know if I would compare it to that. I it's the mental equivalent. I like you don't want to think about it. Like it comes it up a, and you want to you want to make it go away. It's like but a toothache. You, but you you, oh, you, you that's keep right. you keep thinking about it. Yeah. No. I'm trying to think. Well, did you ever see the autistic guy that he can he can read both pages at once. So if he opens a book, he can read the left page and the right page at the same time. He can remember every single word. Of the book, on what page it's on, everything. So you could say, okay, third sentence. Yeah, but I don't down. want to be autistic. No, I'm not saying that. But think about it, like where you're, you say, okay, page 46, second paragraph, third sentence, eighth word, and you'd be like, oh, it says blah 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 blah. Right. It's like that's fucking nuts. That's nuts. And he's super smart, but he was autistic. And I remember reading. Um, I think he passed away. Before his dad, something like that. But he was they, he was on the news all the time. He's been on sixty minutes and stuff like that. It's pretty crazy when someone gets like that. There's the the artist, the dude that's autistic, and they fly him around a city for like an hour. Oh yeah, I've seen that. And, and he then draws he can the draw every every detail. Song. Yeah, I've and seen he's that. never seen the city before. So there's some people that say that autism is the next step, step of evolution. evolution. Yeah, that's what they said in Predators. Yeah, I or the know. predator. The predator, but I don't know if I could sit there and. Agree I don't know. With that. I don't know. We we don't we won't know. We won't know. But if it, it, it hyper, but it makes it, when you think about it, in a world where our attention, uh, our Span. spans are getting shorter and shorter due to the digital world and the constant, um, what's it called, uh, bombardment of information like constantly um it makes sense where hyper focus well there's also 
could be that next step because if you're constantly being distracted by something, having that hyper focus, uh-huh. maybe in the future could be something that is a survival skill. I, I think the ability to multi accept information from different channels at once like that is definitely going to be a side effect of everything that we're doing. To be able to sit there and have you talking to me while I'm on the phone and be able to to interact intellectually with both at the same time. And I, that I, I'm wondering what, like, are our thumbs going to get bigger? Or, or smaller. Are, or smaller or they're stronger? Because think about how much we're moving our thumbs. I don't know. I don't think so because if you look at it, if that was the case, then the hundreds of years of or thousands of years that we spent hunting and doing certain things, then we would have more mutations that yeah, come we along don't, with we, it. No, but you the difference is when you hunt, there's very few things that you do all the whole hunt. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like but you're walking. I, I agree, but you also have to look at the consequences of you not being able to catch food is a lot different than you not yeah, being able to type. Yeah, there's a lot of waiting when it comes to hunting. Where this, what, what we're doing, think about... That it, explains the ADD, and it, the ADHD. And think about this, the, the thumb tapping, blah, 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 and the playing video games. Well, you know, that was a thing in the 90s, early th- 2000 in the 90s. There was a thing saying that... Um, Vibrating controllers from video games are going to cause or have been causing um, issues with people's shoulders and wrists and elbows because, like, the constant vibration, like, your body's not used to that and it would fuck stuff up. And there's a bunch of people. There's a couple of people that sued PlayStation and stuff like that for it. Yeah, I, I, I just think I'm wondering what I think evolutionary bodies. thinking evolutionarily, and it's here's what's going to be affected: our thumbs and our eyes. I think. I would agree more with the eyes, but I think if anything, it'll be more our backs. Yeah, we're already hunching over. Yeah, our ba- our backs and our feet more than anything. Our backs and our feet more than anything because we're sitting so much compared to where everybody used to always just run around or you'd have to always be on your feet. You didn't get to rest that much. You'd always have to be doing something for your own survival. Well, I, you know, I... I how long do you think you could last? Honestly speaking, let's say like you do that, not the the naked and afraid style kind of thing. You don't have to be naked. Well, I don't like to see you fucking yeah, naked. So I'm clothed. You're clothed, but you have no tools. No tools. No tools. You literally have nothing. You are starting from nothing. How long do you think you could last? Where am I at? I'd put you on some like castaway on a jungle like that, an island remote. On an island? island? Like remote jungle island. Let's say it's probably 18 square miles. Is there is there fresh water supply? You have a mountain with fresh water supply. Okay. Um, so we have coconuts. You have coconuts. You have animals. There are tigers animals. on the fucking mountain, which would be kind of random to find a tiger on an island, but it has happened. Right. Tigers do swim. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I have no idea. Do you idea. think you'd be able to start a fire? Yes, I have started a fire. With nothing? With with with, with uh, sticks and tinder. Okay. I, but it took me all day. It literally took me... That's so bad. Why? Because I didn't know what I was doing. I was just rubbing... I was just... I just kept rubbing did you it. Did you ever watch that primitive technology 
YouTube. Dude, you have to watch. Well, the guy that makes the huts out of the mud. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. But uh, like, you have to watch it from the beginning. But like, I, I just, I, and I didn't, I wasn't like, I was four, no, I was twelve, and I just picked two random sticks. I took a, a, a uh, palm, right. a palm frond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like an old palm frond and just a regular stick. So I wasn't looking for like a dry friction. stick. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. looking for. I was. Just, you didn't know the details. I just sat there and rubbed jerking it. jerking off the wood, basically. It took me like I'd say eight hours, but it wasn't that long. It was probably. And it like, is doable. It is doable to do it that way if you set it up right. So I could set. I could. My heart. My thing would be catching f- food, because I'd have to like I'd have to eat fish, which would be like whoa, yeah. whoa, after. But once you get hungry, after I get hungry okay, enough, yeah. I, that's going to be delicious. And then. Um, okay, so let's say you're stranded on the same island. You I would get, survive longer, and like. Like a backwoods environment. You think so? Yeah. Then an island. I would definitely be chilling on an island pretty well. I think I could do pretty good. Like, but then though, with the tropical island, then you got to worry about hurricanes and stuff. My, uh, one of our, one of, you know, Tracy, my good friends, uh, she, uh, her dad is one of the most resourceful people I've ever met. Yeah. What he used to do is he used to take uh, his wife and their youngest daughter out to, um, like, not one of the populated islands in the intercoastal, but, like, one of the unpopulated islands. And they would bring a bag of potatoes and two gallons and, like, one of those two-gallon water things. And he would he would catch fish all day, and they would eat like kings with just that stuff. Yeah. I've done it. I've been there. I used to have to fish every day to, to get my food. But let's say you get stranded on the same island. You get three items. Don't give me a GPS phone and all that. You get no, no, three, no, three items. Survival, like, three legitimate survival items. Right. What would you bring? I would bring uh, a compass. Actually, no. I don't no. need a compass. I know the directions by the You're sun. on an island. You're going to yeah. be in a well, circle. Well, yeah. So I would bring a magnifying glass. Right. A knife. Uh, Oh boy, the last one. Magnifying glass, a knife. And a pair of needle nose pliers. Why? Why the needle nose pliers? Because what are you gonna have to get into? Side of what I'm gonna have to get into is what I might step on that I need to get out. Use the knife. No, no. Sometimes you you got a splinter. You can't use a knife to get that out. Let your body push it out. No, not if you can't walk. If See, you can't I would walk, bring, you can't eat. I would bring a knife. I wouldn't do the magnifying glass because I'd feel like it's it's only going to last so long before the glass gets scratched. And then you can't set a fire up at night. No, but if you set the fire during the day. You're going to spend the whole time trying to keep it alive. Well, that you don't need. Once you get the fire, have you ever started a fire with a magnifying yeah. glass? It's like the quickest fire ever, and all you got to do okay, is but feed I, it. Okay, so again, you're on an island. You're a tropical island. You got overcast. How are you going to set up the fire? You just do the traditional way. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so I would why do, would you bring a tool? Because there's that you can be only plenty, use temporarily. You, I'm probably going to have more more times of sun than no sun. Uh, I mean, I see your point, but I don't agree with it. I would rather take that tool for something else. I would have a good knife. I would say a machete. And I'm trying to think with that third one. What that third? 
Oh, I would just bring like a like a bow and arrow. Because I don't know how to make a fucking bow and arrow, but if I can at least have... A bow and arrow is not that. I, could, I couldn't make an arrow, but I couldn't make a bow. You could probably make a bow and not an arrow. The arrow's going to be the hard part. I See, I think I'd probably... Actually, you know what? Oh, shit. Sorry for all the random noise. Um, I would... No, I would... I would still do the bow and arrow. I'm pretty sure I could make an arrow. It probably wouldn't be the best arrow, but it would definitely fly fairly well. I would... Because then I could also make a... A blowgun. I could hunt with the blowgun. Get little birds and toads and all that shit. I don't know. I don't know what that third one would be. Yeah, like part of me thinks that I would say like, rope. Maybe some rope. I wouldn't do rope. I would maybe. You know what I might do? Uh. Is um. So and I might instead of the needle nose pliers. Uh. Either suddenly you're not afraid of. No, I'm, when, when I'm thinking about things, I still want the magnifying glass because, like, right. if you get something in you and you like, you want to look at it close or right. stuff like that. Um, I still want the magnifying glass for that and the fire. I want, I need the knife, and the last thing would be either a um, hatchet or a machete. That's right. Well, machete is kind of hard to cut through wood, or one of those. Like, have you ever seen those? Uh, the wires. The wire saws, but now they make them with teeth. Yeah. Or like it's just a, a chainsaw. It's, one a cha- like. it's a it's a chainsaw. It's a it's a, right. a elbow grease hand uh, chainsaw. Right. So like when it comes to wood and shit like that, and building a a a a, a, a hut, a hut, hut, or you know some kind of shelter. But see, if you have the machete, you can still hack in, or a hatchet, you can still hack into a tree. And yeah, that's it. gonna take a long time. Have you ever hacked so. something with a yeah. with a hatchet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a long time. For sure. I mean, that's why. But where if I had one of those teeth things, still takes a while. Not as it takes. So what do you do when it breaks? And then you're fucked. Well, you didn't say it would break. But there's a possibility that it would break. Well, there's a possibility of that. I didn't say I you got to get, gotta get the by lightning on the first day. Not really. How do you know? Because you don't know the weather. You don't know the weather. But that's there's a saying. lot of possibilities. That so I'm, that can I'm pretty sure there's more of a possibility of that handsaw. To break than there is of me getting struck by lightning. Because you can make rope. You can make rope. That's what I'm saying. Like that third one is is. That's why I would say like I do the bow and arrow because then I have the knife that, if necessary, I can hunt with. But it's really more to to cut, so I can fillet the food and do whatever I need to do. Right. So then I can the also knife skin. Is a must. Yeah, you knife have to. is a must. A knife is like in a, an amazing fucking tool. Um. You know what? Here's what I would do. I would bring. A knife, a, what was the second one I said? I fucking forgot. Bow and arrow? But, no, no, no. What was the other one? Machete. A machete, and I would bring a a life straw. I'm good with the life straw. Then I could drink the water. That's anyway. a little too... High tech? Tech, techy. Not really. It's just a filter, carbon filter. Yeah, but that, that, that filter will eventually run cheese out. Cheese cloth? The cheese cloth count? I could filter water with cheese glass. <laughs> no, duct tape. I, let's, fucking duct tape. That's let, what it would be. It would be a knife, a machete, and duct tape. 100% fucking duct tape. That sounds more like a kidnapping than a... I don't matter. <laughs> than a survival. I'm going to fucking kidnap a Kid. fucking tiger. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd bring fucking duct tape. You know tape. what's funny is, is I could just see, like, the tough guy internet memes... Put me into a jungle and I'll come out the king. Yeah, that's so or stupid. Or, like, like, something like that. A motherfucker, I put you in a jungle. You'll, you'll come out crying. You'll, no, you'll come out Dead. lunch. Yeah, you'll come for out. Sure. You'll come out something's lunch. Nobody look. 
There's people who think they can. I can't remember who it was, and they said they could they could beat up a full like uh, a full grown gorilla. No, a a, a wolf. wolf. That was the football player. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think he could. I think he could. Dude. Listen, man. Dude, I think have you ever doable. seen how big a full grown timber wolf is? Yeah. They're gigantic, and they're they're made See, for that's killing. Like, that's the thing that I'm really looking forward to with fucking technology. Once like VR and stuff gets really fucking good, where you can sit there and say, "I want a simulation, timber wolf attack, go!" And then you sit there and like you do a full on simulation without worrying about die whether or not you could survive a timber wolf attack. No, it was Mike Tyson that wanted to fight the gorilla. Yeah, they'd be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Mike Tyson the shit asked on. the dude to open up the cage because he wants to fight. A he gorilla. wanted to punch the gorilla. I bet you could probably fuck it up pretty good. No. You don't think so? No. Arnold Schwarzenegger punched the camel. Yeah, it's... it's no. It's... You, Mike you, Tyson? You don't think Mike Tyson in his prime could have fucked up no, a gorilla? No. Like... Do you know how big a gorilla's forearm is? Yeah. It's 25 inches around. Do you remember how big Hogan's... He was like 34, right? 24. Right. So their forearms are bigger than, than Hogan's but biceps. Listen, like... One shot. Like, the gorilla's just standing there. Mike Tyson comes up. Waka! No. You don't think he could knock no. out a gorilla? No, because they don't... Their their heads... Their whole neck is just muscle. How do you knock somebody out? You make the, you make the head go... Right? Yeah, but That's you, not going to happen. What if he lands them in the, behind the ear? No. He's still going to get rocked. He's not... No. No. It's... it's and what's going to happen is Mike... We're, but you, see, that's what I'm saying. What would happen is you would hear Mike Tyson dies trying to fight gorilla. That's Think about what chimpe- chimpanzees can fucking do. They rip a fucking face off. Dude, yeah, they will jack your world up. And yeah. that's one chimpanzee. That's I think, not I think, as strong. I think Mike Tyson could fuck up a chimpanzee. I don't know. Chimpanzees I, are insanely strong. As long as he didn't get... If he could land one good punch... Can you imagine a kidney punch on a fucking chimpanzee? Granted, like, I don't believe in him. I'm animals, sure there's somebody that's... fucking hilarious. Somebody on this planet has fought... Oh, for sure. A gorilla and it's fought. Oh, for Maybe sure. not alive now, but somebody has fought. Yeah, for sure. Over our lifetime. I wonder if they react the same way as a liver shot. You think so? They're like, oh! Yeah. Can you imagine landing a liver shot on a fucking gorilla? I would love to see that reaction. Like, <laughs> yeah, have you Have you ever watched gorilla, um... gorilla fights? Yes. It's pretty fucking crazy. I seen one live at Disney when I went to Animal Kingdom. There was it was the fucking craziest thing and I called it. Nobody was paying attention. This was fuck, man. This was 20 2016, 2015, 2016. I was at Disney Animal Kingdom. So there's like a ridge far away and there was one gorilla just standing there by himself and there was three off to the right. And I saw them the same. There was it was a weird right, setup. Right, right. Well, so like I know I know the the enclosure. Right. Wait, wait, wait. Is so this remember in, in the glass place or in the glass place? Okay. So remember, there's like there's almost like a little like gap, and then there's the far like hill, right, or whatever, right, like hill. cliffside. Right. right. So one was on the left, minding his own business, but he was looking at the three of them, and the three of them were kind of weird because it, it literally looked like it was like three dudes talking, like they were plotting something. Like there's that motherfucker right there. So I watched. One start going around, and the other the the dude that was sitting there by himself is looking. I could see he's like keeping an eye on him. He's looking at him the whole time, and as soon as he did that, the two started charging at him, and he's like turned. He jumped, 
and the one that was closest came charging in too. So he fucking jacked that one up, and the other two came running, and he just fucking took off. People started fucking screaming, and then like the. Yeah, you- they were fucking going off. You could hear the fucking thuds. You could hear the fucking whoop-boom, 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 whoop-boom. It was fucking nutty. What's funny is, is like, the one that, the, the popular one that's on the internet that, you know, the, like, the zoo enclosure and the two gorillas start going at yeah, it. Yeah. And you hear the woman go, where are the zookeepers? They're not going to be in that in that place. You're fucking that, you, When that happens, you let that shit happen. That's nature. You're going to have to deal with it that, like through the aftermath. Like the lady that was um, with the lion, they mistimed the, the, the gates opening and the lady was in the lion enclosure and he just came in and was like, oh, I got a fucking moving snack today and fucked her up. Yeah, was shit. it a lion or a tiger? I thought I it was a tiger. Was, I think it was a lion. I'm pretty sure it was a lion. The one up in Cincinnati? I think so. I don't know. That, that was a tiger. You sure? Yeah. Either way, man, that tiger opened up. It's like, oh, fucking yeah, Thanksgiving tigers. turkey for me. And, th- and there's another one where there's, uh, that takes place on a preserve. Did you see the snake, dude? No, but wait, wait, wait. And this, there's this old man, uh-huh. and he there's a lion, a male lion, that's like a wild, uh-huh. like pretty far away, and he walks into this enclosure... Like he works there, he knows. No, all of a sudden, the lion notices him and rushes, and he grabs him, and he's got him by the teeth. And you would not believe how fast this lion can run. Yeah, with the dude in his mouth carrying yeah. this dude, like he was moving at a good clip. He does. I'm like those things. Look, we do not. We are, we are lucky. We're smart, and we can yeah. make tools and know how to use tools because Probably. everything on this planet. Could kill us. Did you see the the one of the the black jaguar dude, the the famous guy on Instagram? There's, you know, who I'm talking about, right? The white tiger, black jaguar, whatever it is. The dude that always has the videos of him playing with lions and stuff like that. You know who I'm talking about? No, I'll pull it up. I forget like the right way to say. It. Anyway, he was like walking into his enclosure, into like the animal enclosure, and it's like the lions and stuff like that. And there's uh. I want to say it was like a cheetah or something, and he's got like. If oh, I'm it, facing the camera, is it the one that runs up the wall to hug him? No, 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 no. He was getting stalked. He had no fucking clue. So all you see is like if the camera's facing me, like fifty feet back, there's a fucking like cheetah just fucking. Was it black? No, no, no. You're thinking of the jaguar. That one, that one's like it's just playing. No, this was getting full on fucking stalked. So he's just sitting there. It was either a, a male, it was a male lion is what it was. The male lion is just starts creeping up. And, like, you see him, like, standing still, looking. And then out of nowhere, he starts fucking charging. The guy has no fucking clue. Last second, maybe 15, 20 feet behind, female lion comes in, charges the lion, and fucking jacks him and jumps him and stops him. The dude turns around. I was like, "The fuck was going on?" He had no fucking clue. He was full on getting stuck. I think I I, I, I might have seen that. Um, let's see. Like he's got like the black jaguar, or something like that. Black jaguar, white tiger. You've seen this guy. He's always like sitting there posting stuff for like the lions and whatever. I wish we had. He's the, the same one. To... The same one that you saw like the jaguar stalking him and they're playing hide and seek. He's right. that guy. And he kept turning around on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that one's great, but yeah, he gets stalked fucking hardcore on that one. Shit, we better get going. It's yeah, it's late. that time. Yeah, I'll show you that one. All right, folks, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate all the support. Shout out to all our uh, 
Reddit fam for all the support. Happy birthday, AWOL. Um, got anything else to add? Not a thing. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much to all our sponsors, uh, Giraffe Choke, Choke Aloha, Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co., and Nomad. Be sure to check them out. Give them some support. Follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ. You can follow me at Sonder Marketing. Be sure to follow the podcast Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Check it out. If you like it and you feel like we deserve it, please hit subscribe, share with your friends. We really appreciate all the support. With that being said, we're out. Peace. Peace. You can't Niba? <laughs> Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators off. <laughs>